Perhaps uh, before we get into our own conversation, it would be interesting to find out from you uh, what you've been doing or what's been occupying your mind on this Women's Day. Well, I've actually just returned from Kimberley and... um you know, we were there with a lot of women from across uh, the country who are celebrating Women's Day. And of course, um, there's many issues that are still outstanding. And I think they were highlighted in all the speeches that in actual fact, we're living in a time and it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a really difficult season this year where we have seen that this rampant abuse and violence um, is not getting the kind of response that we would hope it would. Um, and that uh, there needs to, there seems to be some level of impunity, where you know young women are abused, as we've seen, especially where there has been cases of um, gender-related killings. Um, and even though there there are programs and there are uh, um, efforts by the police, it's it's not moving fast enough and as effectively as we think it needs mm-hmm. to be to be able to stop this. We need to see some arrest, you know, not just arrest, but we need to see. Uh, courts actually taking very, very serious action in countries where violence has been reduced significantly, like in Rwanda. When there are incidences like this, um, the men are in jail for no less than 21 years at a time. And this is what we need to see really um, move very, very urgently. So that's that's really what's preoccupying us a whole lot this month. So let's talk about that, um, celebrating Women's Day vis-a-vis observing Women's Day. You've raised a couple of the challenges in your press release today. And I'm just wondering, of those that we can claim as achievements, how, man, how many of them are, are real materially and how many of them are cosmetic changes? I mean, materially, you know, we've got many different indicators that we look at as we look at gender equality and gender parity. So in terms of uh, gender parity, uh, in terms of leadership numbers, um, South Africa has been a, a world leader and has been recognized for this since since 1994. Um, And I think we can't take that away. Uh, The fact that whether it's in business, I mean, South Africa is one of the few countries in the world that would have uh, the chairperson of the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, who is a woman, or a stock exchange that has a gender policy. This doesn't exist in many countries across the world. Um, So there is a requirement that every single company that lists has to actually uh, ensure there's a gender policy that is looking at how to share uh, some of the benefits of that company with women. We've got women who are sitting on boards in companies that in other countries you don't see. So these are things that we can celebrate. We can celebrate the fact that we've got women in leadership. And it's a requirement that women are in leadership, whether in political leadership or in, or in, or in business leadership. Um, and women, are, you know, there was a time when uh, if you thought about a minister of, uh, of a country, they were only in social welfare. In South Africa, you can think about women in terms of defense, energy. It's become normal for a woman to be a leader. We've had a deputy president. We're we're looking at three women running for president. This is something that in my own country, Kenya, we're just coming through. People are celebrating three women governors who are probably coming through out of 47. I mean, this is, compared to South Africa, this is an indictment. But yet people in Kenya are thinking, wow, at least we've got three. In South Africa, we're talking 40, 50%. So we, we are celebrating at least on the gender parity in terms of leadership.